This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about the idea of embracing uncertainty It sounds like something that you wouldn't want to do, but I want to assure you that being able to embrace uncertainty is key in being able to not only understand your anxiety panic, but to actually be able to let go. When I always talk about letting go, one of the things that comes up is people are wanting to hold on. And why do we want to hold on? We want to hold on because we think we are in control if we hold on. I ran across an article by Christine Carter last month, and I will put her link in the show notes. And I wanted to share some bits and pieces of it with you because she outlined some interesting ideas about, she wasn't talking specifically about anxiety, but it is definitely what is going on here. One of the things she brought up in the beginning was the feeling of having that inner turbulence, she called it, and looking for outer control. So she said here, the more turbulent I am inside, the more I try to control what's happening outside. Some people look away when chaos reigns. I dig in. I boss people around. I am aggressive about what I think is right. Feeling like I am right, like I know what to do, delivers a hit of certainty in a world of unending and catastrophic natural disasters. So I just want you to take a moment here and reflect on the times when you are dealing with people in your life, your relationships, and the times that you may be bossing people around, the times that you might be insisting on having your way. And I want to reassure you that what's happening is not that you are out of control or trying, you know, just desperately trying to have your way, you are looking for control. 
you are looking for a place to be safe. Christine goes on to say later in the article, every time I try to control anything other than my own thoughts, the weather, my husband, my children, I'm sending a message to the world and to the people around me that they are not good enough. This absolutely is perfectionism. And indeed, it is a particular form of unhappiness, one that spreads like wildfire. So yes, that's what happens. And we are all, you know, we can all fall there at some point in our lives. But when we are anxious, we are really grasping. Many people use the term proudly that they are perfectionist, and that's why they do things this way or that way. But the reality is, We are looking for control when we are doing that. The article goes on to say that a new study published in Psychological Bulletin demonstrates that perfectionism is increasing over time. Today's youth are more demanding of others, and they are more demanding of themselves. They also feel like other people, such as their parents, are more demanding of them. Yes, This is definitely happening and it is reflected in the numbers of people who are identifying themselves as having anxiety and the younger and younger ages that it is happening. So I think that we need to pay attention when we are noticing this in ourselves. We here are dealing with ourselves. We can worry about other people another time, whether they're anxious and trying to make things perfect so they can feel control. But today, let's concentrate on ourselves and what it is that we're doing and how we can do it differently for our own well-being. Have you tried One Skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical-grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better 
and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The article goes on to say, like its close cousins, self-orientation perfectionism and socially prescribed perfectionism, other-oriented perfectionism leads to nothing good. Although we often think that perfectionism is a cause of success, like people always say, I'm a bit of a perfectionist is a socially acceptable, humble brag. Research clearly demonstrates that perfectionism is often debilitating. A well-studied phenomena, perfectionism is clearly associated with serious depression chronic anxiety, and a myriad of health problems. Christine goes on to say, and other-oriented perfectionism comes with additional drawbacks. In intimate relationships, it is linked with greater conflict and lower sexual satisfaction. When I get bossy, she says, and controlling, the people around me feel defensive or they feel wrong or they feel a lack of control and nothing anyone ever wants to feel. So as she goes on further into the article, she talks about the answer and what we need to do to get out of this. Because as she says, being controlling is like a sugar rush. It might bring me a quick hit of tense certainty, but never lasting peace. This is because all control is false. It is temporary at best. Life is inherently uncertain. We might hate that, but it's true. We can be sure of only one thing. We will die. And we usually are not even in control of that. These are very important points. I hope that you can hear that. That being in control is like a hit. Like we get a little rush from it, a little dopamine rush. And it brings that, uh, a quick um, sense of certainty. And here she calls it a quick hit of tense certainty. That it's really there. We're certain, but very short period of time. It is never lasting and it doesn't bring peace. And like she said, this is because all control is false. When we come to the point where we can actually look at life as being inherently uncertain through our journey here with anxiety and panic. It seems like something you wouldn't want to think about or that you would avoid confronting, but it brings great peace. And this was a big part of my journey to be able to see that I could not take care of everything, of everyone, and every possible thing that could happen when I could let go and see that not only was I having to live in a life of uncertainty, everyone does. This is part of our common humanity. 
none of us knows what the next day will bring. Christine goes on in the article to say how to surrender. She says, given this, why do I so consistently and diligently resist uncertainty by trying to get the world to do things my way? And what can I do instead of retreating back into perfectionism? She says the opposite of perfectionism is acceptance, not resignation, but surrender to what is happening in the present moment. I know, I know, she says, that sounds terrible to my fellow control freaks. And I want to say to you, I know you have heard these very same words over and over again as we talk about acceptance, as we talk about surrender. But I think it's important that we keep in mind that acceptance and surrender are not resignation. Research shows, in this article she is speaking about Kristen Neff's research, Her research shows that resistance increases our suffering. And I want to point out that old saying that, and it's really quite true, that what we resist persists. And with anxiety, we know that of what we resist fuels the fire of our anxiety panic. And Kristen Neff, her research is showing that resistance increases our suffering, while acceptance particularly self-acceptance, is one of the lesser-known secrets to happiness. And I want to point out here that not only is self-acceptance and self-compassion a secret to happiness, it is also a way out of anxiety and panic. And so I want you to pay particular attention to self-acceptance. Christine goes on to say in the article, but this idea that we do better when we don't resist difficulty is very counterintuitive. How do we even begin to stop resisting what hurts or what scares us? The article goes on to say behavioral science and great wisdom traditions both point us toward acceptance. It is strangely effective to simply accept that which we cannot control especially if we are in a difficult or painful situation. To do this, we accept the situation and also our emotions about the situation. Now, this is very important. It it points to, uh, one thing that it points to is the uh, serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And when we are in very difficult situations, we can actually do this. And we can also do it in the smaller situations. What happens when we are faced with something great and something very, very difficult that we have no way out of? We actually do surrender easier. We actually accept more easily than on a day-to-day basis where we still have choices and we have many different directions that we can go. We often do not accept, but dig in, resist, and try to make things go our own way. The article goes on to say, I could have let myself accept reality rather than fight 
we could at some point lose our home in a fire that she was in the Southern California fires. And then I could just let myself feel the fear and the anxiety I was actually already feeling. So what she's talking about here is that we not only accept the situation that we're in, but we also want to be accepting of our emotions about the situation. So there's many layers here. We accept the situation and then we need to be compassionate and kind to ourselves and accept our own emotions about the situation. Accept that we have grief. Accept that we are sad. Accept that we are in pain. But we don't deny it. We actually look at it. We see it clearly and we accept it. This approach, Christine goes on to say, requires trust. Trust that if I'm still here, still breathing, everything is okay. Trust that even if I don't give specific instructions, if I back off from trying to control everyone and everything, life will continue to unfold just as it's meant to. Trust that even if all goes to hell, even if other people make mistakes or do things differently than I would do them, that I can deal with the outcome, no matter what it is. Trust that I can handle all the difficult emotions that come up in response to what does or does not happen. Trust that I can handle loss and grief should it come. I thank Christine for that article, and I want to point out that trust is another issue that we have often lost when we have lost trust quite often, when we have been struggling with anxiety and panic for a while. We could have lost trust in our ability to make decisions. We can lose trust in our own body, in our own mind, and we can have lost trust that we would know what to do in any given situation. But when we focus on who we are, how we have gotten to where we are, and all of the things that we have done, we can begin to rebuild that trust. We can begin to embrace the uncertainty because we know that always in our past, when things were placed right in front of us, that we always did what we needed to do. We always took care of what was right in front of us. We don't need to figure all these things out ahead of time because the reality is we cannot. That is only our desire and our drive to control things. And that doesn't take us anywhere that we want to be. I hope that this has been helpful to you. And if you have any questions or you would like to give us an idea of what you would like to hear on the podcast, please send us an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. And now for today's quote. I do not at all understand the mystery of grace, only that it meets us where we are, but doesn't leave us where it found us. And that's from Anne Lamott. 
I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.